With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We'll catch our breath and allow Dermot Brereton to join us. Great to have you, Derm. Good to be able to talk a bit of footy. Sorry to hold you up. We're going to get you straight out of two, but there was a bit going on in the world of live sport, and that's what SEN is. It's live sport. Uh, welcome to you. Great to have you for him, a cafe coffee catcher. Hello, Dwayne. Wonderful to hear you. Um, yeah, well, you so say you should. Yes, yeah? you know I'm a cricket buff and uh, a lover of cricket, so uh, that's extraordinary. The last time I can think of that happening was when uh, uh, back in India, second last uh, series ago, when I think it was the test when um, Glenn McGrath... No, uh, no, that was England. Uh, when India were forced to follow on and they uh, ended up knocking Australia over. Everything was going swimmingly until then and then they just totally torched us thereafter. So... Um, it's rarity, but it but it happens. You've been playing over summer again. Uh, I've been having a little hit. I got twenty three not out on the weekend, and oh wow, <laughs> one of my great mates, the old uh, John Hilly down the peninsula, a local legend. He got uh, he got another ton in our team, so thoroughly enjoying. It. I love my cricket, as you know. I knew, know you love it. Uh, hey, can't wait to do some footy with you on SEN and on. Fox footy this year. Not sure if you've been listening to the program earlier today, but uh, a texter started a bit of a stoush asking, for my opinion, who I would have Nathan Buckley versus Robert Harvey at their peak. And then another texter came on and suggested how dare we leave Michael Voss out of that argument. So do you want to weigh into that little (laughs) argument, Dern? Depends what sort of track they're running on. If it's wet, I'll take halves. If it's a dry day at the MCG... I'll take bucks. <laughs> Ahead of Vossi. Oh, you've thrown Vossi in there too, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, now, Vossi can play up forward. <laughs> yeah, which is why I left James Hurd out. We had a text that come through. Why haven't I mentioned James Hurd whilst, you know, I threw Craig Bradley and even Gary Hockey into the argument. But James Hurd was such a superb forward that I've added that to his repertoire as being more of a, a midfielder forward as well. Yep. Um How's the modern generation looking in comparison to those, Derm? Because we do have some superstar midfielders at the moment. I know we're seeing a couple of them like Dustin Martin play a lot forward as well, but uh, we're in pretty good company right now, aren't we, for good mids? Oh, absolutely. I mean, every year it throws up great midfielders, but this year we get to see more of them because of the way the game, the style of the game um, yesteryear's great players were picking up 25, 27, 28 possessions per game. This year is great midfielders are picking up 35 to, to you know, like low 40s. Um, but that's the style of the game. So we're seeing them more often. We're seeing what they can do with the ball. Um, there's the old cliche, they're getting bigger. I, I don't totally subscribe to that. It's just the, 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 the array of midfielders... Uh, what used to be your mobile centre-half forward is now turning up at, at uh, league football as an, uh, as an 18-year-old and they're saying, let's turn him into a uh, midfielder because we want 
stay-at-home key forwards who are six foot five who just bring the ball to ground. So there's a little bit of a change in that. I read some articles over the summer and they maybe have a giggle and a laugh and I don't think they were too well informed about uh, various aspects of football at the moment. It's superb the way it's played. It's superb the way it's coached. But, uh, yeah, some of the articles are getting it a little wrong. Do you want to weigh into which, uh, you don't have to name a journo, but which argument don't you agree with that was made over summer? Uh, well, what you're doing these days, well, they're saying that I think somebody cashed in on Chris Scott's comment and saying um, that uh, the, the Geelong side of now would, whitewash his Brisbane team Mm. Um, that's just not true (laughs) that's just not true I think he said Tom DeConning would be the tallest man on the on the ground yet he's playing full back there's a reason you can play full back in this era if you don't have as much mobility Um, and that's the way once again the style the focus the way the game is played and it's it's in the era it's what gets games won. Every era decides to to make a style of football to to beat that half era that came before it uh, and, and beat them convincingly with game style. So it evolves and it'll keep evolving. Someday it, it might evolve again. But, but basically getting back to what we started with, you're... The Phil Carman style centre-half forward, six foot two. Now, someone like Phil, as you know, being a South Australian, mm. he always wanted to play midfield. But when he got to Melbourne, the way the game was played in Victoria in the VFL in those days, he played centre-half forward. That player is coming straight in now and playing in the midfield, just where Phil wanted to play. So, yeah, it's funny how things turn in a certain way. And speaking of uh, things turning, key forwards as well, Derm, uh, which you're part of the, the great key forward evolution that we saw across the game. They're getting taller, by the way, key forwards. But we're also seeing a couple of people tout that we might see three key forwards, maybe even a four key forward, two small forward evolution in the game. I know Carlton have Kerno Mackay to Coning and Geelong, when they're all fit, have Cameron Hawkins and they were hoping to play Jack Henry down there. Brisbane with Hipwood, Danaher, um, and now probably Gunston, and Gunston and Hawthorne have been doing it for a little bit. But if the dogs go with four, then that's going to change things up a bit. Where do you see that evolution of key forward play? Well, that can survive. That that can live in this current environment, the way the game's played. When you get, take the ball deep into your forward line uh, and the, the rest of your team squeeze up behind it and, and make a forward half press... Uh, the ball's not really coming out, and if it does, it's coming back in. So you're probably looking for people to mark the ball. And it depends whether you have a couple of brilliant crummers, a brilliant you know, chase-down, run-down tacklers. If you just say, right, we're going with this balance, and you get you know, three talls or two talls and, and, um, and four uh, crumbing, roving, pressuring forwards, and they're not very good, well, it won't work. It depends what you've got at your disposal. If you've got some serious um, crumbing and pressure forwards, well, you can have four key forwards, well, marking forwards, and you can have the rest of the team push up behind and lock the ball in. So it depends on how you're 
you want to structure up and whether you can win the ball in the middle. It all comes back to winning the ball in the middle, really. And the teams that you think might be a chance to win the flag outside of Geelong because they essentially can win the ball in the middle. We're talking Melbourne when we talk about that. Who do you think is the biggest contender to take Geelong's crown? I, I would think now somebody, to use your old analogy, to, held a gun to my head, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> if someone held a gun to my head and said, pick the winner right now, I'd say Melbourne. They just need to to find an avenue to goal, which they could two years ago. But one thing's for certain, we have, I can't think, I've been racking my brain to find another team in any other era where what I would say definitively the two best ruckmen in the game playing the one team and one can go forward and take marks and the other can go forward and, and bullet um, so they are going to be valuable they're not just going to be 50-50 centre ground uh, centre square ruckman and the other 50% sitting on the bench they're going to be good value I don't think we've ever seen that before. Can you think of anyone who's where in an era where the two best ruckmen of the competition were were playing in the one team? No, I think we might have to even go back to maybe even the seventies, uh, Dern, where we did have a few sort of mobile guys that were rucking, but they were brutal as well. He had sort of those two yeah. brutal guys, but yeah, you're right. It's a it's a different kind of makeup. But if it works, um, all of a sudden we'll continue to have that debate about, well, Nathan Buckley weighed in. He doesn't think you need to spend that much of your salary cap on rucks. He thinks that's uh, you're better off spending it in other areas, whereas I'm casting my mind back to an era where you just went and got the best players. The salary cap wasn't an issue back then. So if you had a couple of tall guys that wanted to play for you, uh, you just went and got them. You you raise a great point. And there's, there's, there's two types of coaches. Some love their centre square ruckmans. Uh, Ruckman, some don't give a stuff. They just say, just give me a competitor. Just give me somebody who's going to run in, charge in, and and, and bullock into the uh, opposition player. And the blokes at ground level, if they're good enough, they do the job. Uh, Lee Matthews was a bit that way as a coach. Alan Jeans, I know, was a, a bit that way as a coach. He put a lot of his stock into the players underneath. And, and back in our day, we had serviceable Ruckman. And yet there are coaches who just who just will not even entertain the idea of challenging unless they have an absolutely star Ruckman. So, yeah, it's, it's funny how the coaches see that in, in that light. Some love the Ruckman and some place no stock in them whatsoever. I still haven't worked out which one's right. I suppose it's whoever's really good as a Ruckman mm. gets the job done and therefore their coaches love them. Hey, Dan, we've got to go. I know I squeezed you up just uh, in a sentence or two, which I know is hard for you. Um, will Alistair Clarkson endure in the end? Will he get success with North Melbourne, do you think? Eventually. It'll be a long road back for a start. Yeah, yeah. You've just got to, he's just got to slowly simmer the pot before, before he brings it to the boil. So, yeah, he's, uh, he knows what he wants. And if he's allowed that, that time and if he wants to take that time, given his age, which he's not a young coach anymore, um, yeah, he'll get it in the end. Great to have you, Derm. I uh, look forward to talking to you on a regular basis during 2023, and I'll catch you tomorrow as part of Fox Footy or the day after as part of Fox Footy's get-together. Derm, Redden for a McCafe Cheers, coffee catch-up. McCafe, it's real coffee, real deluxe.